Hello saints, today I have yet another question to ask you. I hope you guys are not tired of me at this point. Why was Jesus willing to pass by the twelve as they struggled to row their boat? Why was he okay to just pass by the twelve as they toiled? Now from my observation of this passage, I don't think Jesus was surprised to see the disciples toiling. In fact, it seemed as if when he saw them struggling, he simply observed the situation and concluded that the things that were happening were not out of the ordinary. Therefore, he was simply okay to continue with his journey. It sounds a bit strange that he would look at his disciples, the people that he sent to get over to the other side, and then he comes to them, sees them struggling to get over to the other side, and then concludes that, uh, well, let me just pass them by. <laughs> Do you understand the sense of that? I would think that he would want to help them get to the other side because he, that's what he sent them to do. Therefore, if he sees them struggling, surely he would want to help them get over to the other side, right? But that's not what he did. It's as if when he observed the situation, everything that was going on was completely normal. Nothing was out of the ordinary. Isn't it also fascinating to know that their suffering was not enough to compel Jesus to get on that boat with them and calm the wind, but rather it was their fear. It was their crying out in fear of him, of him that made him get on that boat. The 12 toiling and suffering and going through the most <laughs> was not concerning to Jesus. It just didn't move him. Jesus was not moved by the suffering of his disciples. You know, this really got me thinking of how Jesus has ever so often intervened in my struggles only because I called out to him in fear and worry. And you know, when you put it like that, it doesn't really sound um, like the right thing to do. I think it would give me more comfort and peace knowing that Jesus only intervened in my situation because he loves me and he felt compassionate towards me and he just simply wanted to help me out of a situation. Not only him intervening because I cried out in fear. It really puts a huge question mark on my judgment and the reason why I made Jesus, the King of Kings, move and intervene in my situation. I mean, other people are moving him with their worship. I'm moving him with my fear. <laughs> That's not something to be proud of at all. Anyway, back to the opening question. I came up with two possible responses. I think that it's either Jesus expects us to have confidence in the way that he equips us for the journey. For example, with the disciples, because the question was concerning the disciples, I think that he expected them to be okay because he had constrained them in a boat, which is supposed to secure them 
which were supposed to protect them against the wind. So even though they were struggling, they were still going to make it to the other side because Jesus had made provision for their safety by constraining them to a boat. So much like the way that he would send you on an assignment, he's not going to send you empty-handed. He gives you just enough so that you can fulfill the assignment. So I believe that he expects us to have confidence in what he has given us and how he's equipped us, equipped us to get over to the other side. Or the other possible response was, I think he wanted his disciples to learn how to wait on the water. He wanted them to learn how to walk on it, how to see a different possibility of how they could get the assignment done. I think he wants us to not be moved by contrary winds, but rather to learn how to overcome them until we are above them. I think what makes us strong is when Jesus doesn't have to pit us through trials. He wants us to get the mission done and get over to the other side without being hindered, affected, or limited by the wind. This is a higher dimension of the first response, I believe. At what point will we grow? Children eventually have to become adults or their health will be questioned. The truth is if Jesus had passed by the disciples, they would have been fine. There's no way that they were gonna die. Not only that, but they would have learned how to withstand tough times and come out stronger. Another encouraging thing is that after all their toiling, they would have found Jesus waiting for them on the other side. But their fear of a higher dimension turned everything upside down. Our own fear limits God from moving and showing up the way that he wants to show up. Jesus walking on water, showing them a possible reality to them, was something that should have made them to desire that higher dimension. However, they thought it was a ghost because they were not aware that such a thing can be done by a mere man. <laughs> I think I said this before, like in the other episode, but imagine if Jesus had said to the 12 before the journey, hey guys, let's walk over to the other side as soon as I dismiss these people and pray. Or rather, you can walk across and I'll meet you along the way. The disciples probably would have looked at him like, yeah, okay, now this guy is crazy. First, he just, you know, multiplied all that bread and fish. Now he's talking about walking on water. Yeah, okay, now he's really nuts. <laughs> um, Because to them, the only way to get across the water is on a boat. So unfortunately for them, Jesus had to meet them at their comfort zone and mentality. It's like, I don't know, an example. It's like Jesus telling you to go to America, but you have no money for rent or upkeep. But who said that it is your money that is supposed to be used to pay for your welfare? Huh. Paul was an exemplary person in his obedience and ministry. 
the way that he was supposed to preach Jesus was to be in chains a lot of the time. It's through his persecution that others were able to hear the good news. I actually have a verse in Philippians 1 verse 12 to 14. I'll just read it for you. He said, Now I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that that what has happened to me has actually served to advance the gospel. As a result, it has become clear throughout the whole palace guard and to everyone else that I'm in chains for Christ. And because of my chains, most of the brothers and sisters have become confident in the Lord and dare all the more to proclaim the gospel without fear. Wow. He's basically saying because of his chains, he has been able to bring other people to Christ and and their confidence in Christ has been boosted or multiplied. Because of his suffering, other people have actually gained in their relationship or their understanding of Jesus, which is so profound. Have you ever wondered what would have become of us if God had answered Jesus' first part of his prayer? where he was asking God to deliver him from death. (laughs) Jesus wouldn't have died. And just like Paul, Jesus had to suffer and die so that the gospel would even exist. People can now be saved. They can now experience salvation because of what Jesus suffered on the cross. In addition, Christ proved God's passionate love for us by dying on the cross. I believe personally Elaine, me, I believe that God loves me because Jesus had to suffer for me. I believe that God loves me because he was able to let go of his only son for my sake and I didn't even deserve it. Hardships that we endure for the sake of the gospel are a divine opportunity for others to see the love of God. Who will come to know the Lord and be confident in him because of your chains? (laughs) Imagine you that can't even skip a meal to give to someone else. You can't even skip a meal to give someone else the opportunity to eat while you go to bed hungry. Just for one night. You can't even cover someone's rent. You can afford it, but you can't cover someone's rent because you really need a 24-inch Brazilian week. (laughs) If you could sacrifice enduring discomfort to show someone the love of God, won't they believe in him? Don't you think that if you were able to give up something that was so dear to you, so that someone else's well-being is taken care of, that they wouldn't believe that God is mindful of them. And if they believe that God is mindful of them, that would make them want to draw nearer to God. I personally don't think that this generation can be imprisoned for the sake of the gospel, guys. Our lives are still very much our own. Anyway... Henceforth, we'll be analyzing the life of Apostle Paul, who I briefly touched on in episode one, and I don't know, maybe in other episodes. 
After reading about him in the book of Acts, my Christianity was challenged to say the least, guys. Remember the story I shared with you on how I got to a point where I was questioning Jesus' love for me because of hardships and that trying season I was just going through? Well, Paul's life had me questioning the extent of my love for God. <laughs> that switch flipped very quickly. <laughs> was I willing to be persecuted for the gospel? How much was I willing to lay my life down, even when it hurt? Did I only stick to the gospel when it was convenient or was I really sold out as I claimed to be? These were some of the questions I found myself asking myself. <laughs> um, and that changes everything, right? I think that as long as we are not mature enough to come up higher, we will always remain infants in the kingdom of God and we will limit how he wants to use us for the gospel. Our impact and discipline will always be seasonal and we will be prisoners to our moods and emotions. Unlike Paul who was, who was a prisoner for Christ in every sense. Persecutions, trials, hardships, difficult moments, trying seasons, whatever you want to call them. All these things that come with the gospel. I'm not condoning demonic attacks, please. Because demons cast them out in the name of Jesus. They have no place in your life. I'm talking about seasons where you have to go through a process. Or seasons where maybe something seems like... Uh, like where you have to wait. Okay. There are just some things that come with the process. And I think that these things just don't exist. These situations just don't exist. They serve a purpose. And we will look at that further in detail in the next episodes. But I would really like you to ask yourself some of the questions that I asked myself. How much are you willing to lay your life down, even when it hurts? And do you only stick to the gospel when it is convenient for you? And how sold out are you really? And the next time you want to call on Jesus when you're going through the most, try to endure it because I promise you it is supposed to work something in you. Remember, it is time that you come up hither. It is time that you come up higher for the sake of the gospel. I love you guys so much and I'm super proud of you for always tuning in and telling your friends and challenging yourself i believe that the holy spirit is helping you the holy spirit is helping you take care friends cheers <laughs>